Welcome back. I am so excited that you have joined me again in the Aligned Womb, Aligned You podcast. I'm Kate Nagai, and I am your host and womb guide on this journey. I'm here to help you to lean into the language of your menstrual cycle so that you can align yourself and awaken and activate to your womb wisdom to live the most inspired life. I am so excited to jump into this episode and to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. I am so excited for this chat today because not only is it going to be entertaining and get you thinking outside the box for your cycle, but it really is a true in-life event that happened that as my friend and I got talking about it, it just kept unraveling itself deeper and deeper into the womb wisdom. And I was like, that's it. We need to put this on a podcast. Pause the conversation. Let's hop on. So today I am bringing on our podcast two of my favorite people, one who's human, one who's not human. (laughs) My dear and closest, one of my oldest friends, Hildy, and her brand new puppy, Darcy. Darcy the dog. And I just love that you called your dog Darcy. It it's it suits him. He is a gentle spirit. You know, when I tell people uh, his name is Darcy, people are like, "Oh, like Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice or Bridget Jones." And I'm like, "Kind of, yeah, because I think he's stolen all of our hearts. He is such a little heartbreaker. He is, but he's the kind of heartbreaker that's a good heartbreak. He's so sweet and so worthy of love. Like he is just the cuddliest uh, little guy." I am never going to look at him the same. Mr. Darcy, one of my favorite books, Pride and Prejudice. Oh my gosh. Now I feel like I need to borrow him for a weekend and him and I just watch a seven hour series of Pride and Prejudice t- together. <laughs> yes. You know, he would be willing to do so, provide you, pr- uh, as long as you provide him with a, like a, a healthy amount of chew treats mm. and toys because he is nice. a bit of a chewer. He shows his it. love through his teeth. <laughs> So the reason why I'm bringing Hildy on and we're talking about this cute little Mr. Darcy is because she had a puppy. Well, she had two dogs. Um, One passed away. So sadly, Mr. Dale, I love him. I love that all your dogs have like these human names. Um, But passed away last year. And all summer she was like, maybe I should get a dog. I'm not ready to get a dog. And then all of a sudden, a month ago, I got this text message on a Friday night (laughs) at 10 o'clock with a picture of a puppy going, isn't it cute? I think I want a dog. And the next morning I woke up and I seen a post for these golden retrievers. And if anyone knows Hildy, they know that their family likes these tiny little compact dogs. And I show her a picture of a golden retriever. (laughs) And within seconds, I get a message back going, I want one. And then the (laughs) wheels started turning of me going, you should totally get one. And then her going, but how am I going to get it? Because she lives a province away from me, like five hour drive. She's like, I can't come this weekend. I was like, I will drive to pick up the dog. And then (laughs) I will drive and deliver the dog to you tomorrow. But this is a great idea. You need to get a puppy. (laughs) Peer pressure. (laughs) best part about it. And none of this had anything to do with the cycle until the very next day when I drove her puppy to her first thing in the morning, which by the way, was the best drive of my life because I had no kids for five hours in a car where I just listened to podcasts. I pet a puppy. It was like fantastic. But when I pulled up next to her, she goes, I spontaneously bought a dog. I think this might be my inner spring. 
And then it was like this light bulb went off and I was like, yes, you spontaneously bought a dog in your spring. (laughs) And I remember her going, you need to get one. And every part of me was like, no, I don't think I do. And it's because we are like just a week apart. So I was just coming into my winter when you spontaneously decided that buying Darcy was this fabulous idea. And for a minute, you almost had me sold. (laughs) Almost had me there. (laughs) That we could be best friends with bestie dogs that would love each other and the world would be a really magical place. But then there was this this reality that kicked in. And I remember driving to go, because the dog was an hour away from us. And so we packed up all the kids. We packed up my husband. And on the drive there, I was like, oh, I think I want a puppy <laughs> and both dogs that we own were spontaneous buys. <laughs> oh, really? Both oh, that's them. so funny. Both of them. We were just going to look at the puppy. We weren't going to buy a puppy. And somehow at the end of that meet, we bought puppies. <laughs> <laughs> so all the way there, my husband would look at me and he would be like, um, you're not getting a dog. And I was like, but maybe but maybe <laughs> and where this becomes really funny is that we pull in, we go to see these dogs and Hildy said, make sure pick out a dog. I trust you. You know who I am. You know, our family life, pick out a dog that's best for me. I want the loner in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Shy and quiet, please. Shy and quiet and the loner in the corner. And we pull in and of course, like big eyes, seven puppies, so cute and fluffy. It was like this golden orb of fur rolling outside into the backyard of all this joy. And in that moment, I was like, I think we're getting a puppy for myself. (laughs) And then the pure chaos happened outside. (laughs) My poor daughter was wearing a dress with a ribbon that goes around the waist that makes a pretty little bow. And these dogs were literally hanging like ornaments off the bottom of her dress, <laughs> trying to untie it, pull it off, playing tug, pulling her everywhere. And my inner winter came in and said, you're not getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when it's helpful. Look at puppies if you're in your winter stage. Yes. If you're in your spring, best to avoid unless you really want one. Yes, Exactly. Oh my gosh. And then like to paint the picture even more, I still thought they were cute, but I was like, this is a lot of work. Like even trying to pick out Darcy, it was between two and I'd pick them up and I was like, I don't know. They're all energetic. I don't know which one to pick. She's not going to like this, (laughs) which was good for me because I didn't come home with a dog. Yeah. It was also good for you because you were in your spring and you were like, I just love this dog. It didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. And so we go inside the house with all these puppies because it's pretty cold outside. So we go inside and I fell in love with Darcy. He was the one I was holding the most. But as I looked around, it really was pure chaos. We had one puppy rip off my daughter's sock and run across the room with it. We had another four, a pack of four, stealing my other daughter's boot, dragging it across the floor. Like it was like pure chaos. And my son was staying on the couch as all these puppies were jumping at him in this stranger's house. I was like, this is definitely not what we need. But then we came home and we loved Darcy. Mm-hmm. My kids fell in love. I fell in love. He was so cuddly. He was so sleepy. He was tired after all that excitement. 
I was preparing myself for a night of whining. He didn't do that. He woke me up twice to go to the bathroom. But, you know, at 5.30 when he woke me up to go to the bathroom again, I was like, yeah, this feels a lot like having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want one. So my biggest concern with buying your dog and I don't want to say peer pressuring, but really encouraging you. (laughs) Strong encouragement. Yes. Strong encouragement. I remember one time calling you going, okay, these dogs are so cute. And your husband going, who are you on the phone with? And you're like, I'm on the phone with Kate. (laughs) So I was concerned that you were going to regret this decision come your fall and winter and be like, what did we sign up for? Did you regret your decision? No, no, not at all. But I think also you form an attachment so quickly. Like he is so easy to love and he is so adorable. He is a lot of work. That's for sure. Because you know, they all are right. Um, but he's been, he's been worth every, everything. He's just so sweet. And now our other dog is kind of buying into him a little bit. So Jack's enjoying wrestling and playing with Darcy, but it took him about a good month. So I did spend some time wondering, you know, was this a good fit for Jack, but it takes a while for the old dogs to get used to the new one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but no, it's been, it's been good. We're in a, still in the chewing phase. So we have to watch that. We have to watch plants a little bit. Um, but no, it's been, it's been good. It's been fun. He's been a good source of joy, Mm. especially for the kids. Like it's, he's, he snuggles right up. Um, he sleeps right next to Johnny. Um, and like, when I say right next to him, like right next to him, like Johnny's part of his little pack, he's snuggled right up to Johnny. And the kids wake up in the morning and say, I love our puppy. And, you know, so he's definitely worth it, but he is certainly a lot of work. And I, I probably had to have be at like my best energy state to be convinced that actually, cause I was on the fence for a long time. I was thinking more about the puppy for like the kids. Cause I wasn't quite ready, you know, with our old dog, you know, little Dalers was such a big part of our lives. Um, but the kids were really wanting another little person, another little wolf. Um, but no, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. So an impulse buy. Yes. So when I tell people, um, they were like surprised, you know, in the playground on the school run, like, Oh, wow, you got a puppy. Yeah. It was an impulse buy. <laughs> I wasn't planning to it. Started with a text message to my friend. I just sent a text message saying, you know, Hey, look at these cute puppies. Should we get some like joking? I wasn't serious. I was joking. And then she replied back, oh, no, you should get one of these. And then then I was convinced. (laughs) Um, But I since have learned I have a colleague who um, is in Alberta who also has a friend who was who also bought a golden retriever on impulse. Impulse dogs, they are. Impulse dogs. So it might be a bit of a trend or maybe getting peer pressured. I said we could start a support group. Have you been peer pressured by your friend to buy a golden retriever? There's at least two of us. <laughs> it's a small group, but it's going to slowly grow. <laughs> yes, I think so. It'll be a trend. If, if you might be interested in a dog, but you're not sure, become my friend. I'll encourage it during your spring season. <laughs> yeah. And I'll even pick it up for you. But <laughs> I will be getting rid of it quite quickly if I'm in my winter, in my fall, and saying, I enjoyed the nightly cuddle, but I'm done. <laughs> Now, out of curiosity, because we're friends and we talk about the cycle, have you noticed, 
I don't know how to put this, notice a different degree of love for Darcy, depending on where you are in your cycle? Interesting question. I don't think so. There are some times where it's been, where I felt more tired, but it's also hard to know because we're in such this a weird climate as well in winter, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the seasonal. Um, and also like, I don't know what it's been like for your kids, but mine have like, we've had a second spurge of coughs and colds and a stomach virus and, you know, those kinds of things that are, you know, if the kids aren't sleeping well and the puppies up, it just kind of rolls into just tiredness, but certainly no regret. No regret. No regret. A little bit lower energy. Would you say in your fall and your winter, or do you feel still pretty spunk with the puppy? (laughs) (laughs) No, probably a little less energy. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, here's the one thing I was thinking about as I was thinking about our call today too, is, and you're a really good person as a dog owner for this. I am a horrible dog care owner. (laughs) That's a phrase is that physical activity also increases your energy. Mm. And in your fall, you're less likely to want to get out there and do some of the things, right? Like when we look at the cycle and the hormone patterns that are happening, it's best to start new habits or trends or start a new workout routine if you're in your spring, because you've got the energy, you start to commit into it, you start to build the practice during your spring and summer. And then in your fall, you're more likely to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Or if you fall off, you're more likely to restart it again in your next spring. I am not a good dog walker. (laughs) I have little dogs. They have a backyard. I feel like in the winter, they've scored the jackpot by having my backyard. (laughs) You, on the other hand, have got out with your dog and you walk them twice a day, which kudos to you. My dogs would love to live at your house. (laughs) Well, little Jersey, probably not. Yes. (laughs) A little bit too far for her and a little bit too cold. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it kind of rewards itself, right. By taking them out. And like, we live really close to like a beautiful trail and stuff like that. So it's always good to get away from the screen as well. Like I'm working from home. So it's a lot of like, you know, computer time. So it's nice to get a break and it's a good excuse because mm-hmm. it's, you can say no to yourself, but it's harder to say no to like little eyes that stare up at you that are ready to go outside for a big adventure or have your shoe in their mouth. Saying, <laughs> I'm true. bored. This is true. Chewing on things. Yeah. So what we're learning from this conversation is you're more likely to spontaneously buy a dog in your spring and you're more likely to keep an exercise routine. If you have a dog in your fall. (laughs) Yes. Important, important pieces. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. You know, when I, when I sent him off to his little new home, very excitedly sent him off. I still missed him. I was like, I want to cuddle, but I don't want to have him full time here. It was interesting because I delivered him on the very first day of my winter to you. And as soon as I emerged into my spring, I went back to look at the posting and seeing if like, is there any more? <laughs> Maybe we should. I even like sat down Lee and I was like, let's talk about another dog. And he was, and we have a miniature dash hound who about a year and a half ago, jumped off the couch, ruptured her spine, cost us a lot of money in vet bills for physiotherapy so that she could walk again. And not only the financial commitment that we had to make to getting her recovered, 
It was the emotional of knowing that we may have to put her down if she would never walk again. It was the emotional of having to help her go to the bathroom outside because her she couldn't stand on her back legs. Daily trying to train her and teach her how to walk again. Like all yeah. of that like broke me so much. Like it was just so exhausting that he just used that as his weapon of going we just got out of that craziness. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I don't want another vet bill. I don't want to think about regular routines for another dog. For me, dogs become my kids. And yeah. um, even our beagle that we have, it was like, I don't know, probably three months after Jersey started walking again, the beagle likes to jump on the table. And one of our kids left a corn on the cob on the table, which if you don't know, chewing on a corn on the cob is very dangerous for a dog because they can't actually pass the cob. It gets stuck and then they have to go into surgery. So we seen pieces of this cob on the floor and then found the cob. And right away I was like, I don't know if she ate any. So we had to like call the vet to find out how to make her throw up. Cause it was only within a five minute window. It wasn't very long. So it hadn't actually got stuck in her digestive tract yet. So we had to manually make her throw up whole nother process freaked me out. Another late night emergency vet. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? It is really like having a baby. And I, I can't, I think like for me, my nervous system of having injured dog for so long, mm-hmm. having three kids that I worry about having my dad pass, which was another layer on my nervous system. Yeah. It was just like, I'm having a hard time self-regulating my mm-hmm. stress sometimes. Yeah. And then adding a puppy onto that, I was just like, if something happens to that puppy. Yeah. I don't know if I could catch my breath again. Yeah. And so that was his, he won the argument. I was like, you're right. My nervous system cannot handle another dog close down the Facebook ad. You're not buying a puppy. Yeah. (laughs) But it was really interesting that the urge came for that spontaneous buy. So my biggest concern was that you would, because you bought in the spring that all of a sudden the fall, you'd be like, this is a lot of work. And then by the winter, if you were having a heavy bleed that you might be like, what did I do? (laughs) So I'm really glad to hear that he was, he was not going to get a stamp on his forehead and come back to me. No, no, no. And he's, he's very much a deep attached to the family. Like he's just, yeah, he's so sweet. He does two things. He does do a lot of the puppy things. So in terms of you, like knowing yourself well enough to not get a puppy at this stage, they do require a lot of patience. Right. And because they're little and they're just exploring and things get chewed and, you know, you need to keep an eye on and it is you have to be a certain amount of vigilance, right. To make Mm -hmm. sure that the house kind of stays in one piece and the children's toys also don't get eaten. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. When we had our other puppies, we didn't have children. So you didn't have to think about their toys. The only toys in the house were the puppies. So you don't have to worry about dolls or stuffies or Lego pieces or any of those things, which now we have an abundance that can be on the floor and, you know, on the plus, it does make sure that the kids pick up after themselves because there's a new incentive. If you don't want Darcy to eat it, you better pick it up. New pro, house is cleaned. You have an exercise routine. But there's sometimes pee on the floor. There you go. It's funny because with our dogs, like when we got them, we didn't have kids yet. Well, I guess we had kids when we had Jersey, but not Ella. And Ella, 
ate all of my husband's stuff. She ate his eyeglasses. <laughs> she ate his CDs, his Aww. phone. <laughs> she found the adult toys to chew on. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I would love to share that as you, I'm guessing, because we're only a week apart. So I'm guessing it was close to your reemergence into your spring season. I got a text from you saying, because I sent you a picture of the two remaining puppies. Yeah. And I got a text from you going, I think we need Darcy's sister. <laughs> <laughs> and right away, I was like, she's in her spring. <laughs> she's looking for another impulse buy. So I, uh, I highly enjoyed that. This is the fun of getting to know not only your own cycle, but your close friend cycles. <laughs> <laughs> to know when they are doing things. And it was really funny because I was thinking back and I wish I would have known about my cycle a few years ago, the way that I know about it now. Because with all this impulse buying that <laughs> of dogs <laughs> that's been happening, <laughs> it made me think of our visit that we had a few years ago, like three years ago, when I came down there and we discovered VitaJewel and we oh, walked in. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I was like, I love this. But I'm like, I, I, because in order for me to be a rep to sell it, I had to have a huge investment in it. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And we went back to your house and you're like, you can do that. <laughs> We're kind of frenemies, maybe. <laughs> Very next day, we went back. I signed the contract and came home with a big box of financial products. And so when I reflected upon that, I was like, well, first of all, Hildy and I should never go shopping together, <laughs> especially if we're both in our spring. Um, but I would have loved to know if I was in my spring and I, that's why it was so easy for to convince me yeah. to invest in a product. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah, because you were like, you, you really need this. And I was like, she's right. I really do need this. <laughs> Which, you know, there is a whole theory out there about spontaneous buying or our buying patterns when it comes to our cycle. Because once again, as we come into that spring, the estrogen that primes us for that excitability, that seeing the big picture or what we'd like to believe is the big picture, like the sky's the limit. And then as that testosterone starts to seep in during our summer, that makes us more of a risk taker. So in our spring and in our summer, we feel invincible. We want to we want to be seen. We want these things that make us feel good. <laughs> we are ready to commit to a lot of things in those two seasons, which sometimes can be a good thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. can sometimes be a bad thing when it's a 10-year commitment. <laughs> but it really makes me think, though, of even like what I promote with self-care, of that if you want a new haircut, or you want to try a different color of hairstyle, or you need to buy an outfit to always do it in the first half of your cycle. Cause you're more likely to take the risk. You're more likely to love it. Even if it didn't turn out exactly as you want, like mm -hmm. you are more open to being like, that's okay. It, it is what it is. You're more likely to find the outfit that you want versus when we're in the second of our half of our cycle, getting a haircut that wasn't quite what we want can bring us to tears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Going swim, swim shoot shopping, swim suit shopping can make us feel like we need to plan the next diet plan. Like those are the things that like just beat us down and make us feel gross. Is when we're in that second half of the cycle, when 
our body's going through a different transition. Because mm-hmm. realistically, even with the second half of the cycle with progesterone, if we're looking at clothes shopping and so forth, we actually need more calories then. So we eat more. So whether or not it's actually that our weight has shifted, it's that I think our brain just registers that we're eating more and then automatically links that to this thought that I'm eating more. So I must've gained weight, more weight, even if we haven't gained more weight. Like, it's just like this evil cycle to keep yeah. us feeling kind of sluggish and not in our most visible state, I guess. Yeah. So Darcy, the dog has taught us and has brought us to this conversation to remind us that we will impulse buy <laughs> Yes. in the first half of our cycle. And if we go to shop for Mr. Darcy in the second half of our cycle, we may not have taken him home. I loved cuddling him, but I was like, yeah, yeah you're not staying here forever. You can come visit me every week if you, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting to, to think about how our cycle really does play. Mm-hmm. a big part into our desires and our want to purchase and buy. I love that you called it out when I met you at Starbucks with your dog of just like, I think <laughs> this was a spring buy <laughs> <laughs> because it really did spear this whole thing of me going, you're right. This is why I was like, no way, man. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate you bring that to my awareness. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to share about Mr. Darcy or your spontaneous purchase before we uh, close up the call today? So if you are in your spring stage or the earlier stages of your cycle, are you also less like more likely to be committed? Is there anything about being committed or feeling like having like being more open to attachments? I would think so. Like, I, I would wonder, think so. I wonder what else there might be. So like, you might be more likely to say yes, but I also wonder if you're, yeah. Like what else there might be? I think like, if you bought it early enough, my just like sitting with it, I would think that if you bought it early enough in the first half of your cycle, you grow to like really become attached. So it's harder to, it's, it's easier to see the good still when you're yeah. exhausted. I think it would be harder if you bought the dog in your fall or winter, experienced yeah. a few rough nights and then said, this was a bad idea. Right. Because you got to also remember in our fall, if we're thinking about attachment in our fall, that is when we usually want to disappear from our community. This is usually when we want to like retreat away or have alone time away from our kids, alone time, no cuddle time with our partners. At least I do. This is the time in my cycle where I generally want less touch Mm -hmm. and I want less demands. Mm -hmm. So I feel less attached. I love my husband. I love my kids, but I feel a little less attached to them (laughs) when my whole body is saying you need alone time and you Mm -hmm. just need to close the bathroom door and have no one open it for 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. So I could see that. Yeah. There might be, there might be some attachment, Mm. some growth with attachment. Mm. And you're also less stressed in the first half of your cycle. Right. So you don't, we're more stress sensitive in our fall. So Mm. having all these really good memories and these good experiences and this release of oxytocin, probably anchors us into the commitment a little bit more. 
Well, that makes sense for me. Like, so if we have more oxytocin than in kind of our spring and summer, then of course for attachment, that will make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more we have that, the more likely we are to be attached. And our serotonin levels go down in our fall. Yeah. So does this mean anything for relationships? Like if you were meeting people at certain stages, are you more likely to be kind of prone to commit maybe less consciously? Mm -hmm. I would totally agree with that. Huh? Now that's interesting. Yeah. Cause you're maybe also more likely to even go off. Like if you were dating or something to go out during that more energetic phase Mm -hmm. of your cycle anyways, you know, Kate Northrup has this beautiful article on egg wisdom. (laughs) It's really about work, but she brings it into like the relationship kind of idea as well is that egg wisdom essentially is that as females, we can learn so much from what our body does Mm -hmm. with releasing the egg at ovulation, the egg is released it doesn't go and chase the sperm saying, Hey, Hey, see me, see me, see me, see me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Instead, the egg comes out and is like, I'm here. And you all want a piece of this. <laughs> and then she waits for them to come. And then they all pick at her trying to like, see who actually gets in. And she usually lets in the person that has the best genes mm-hmm. that, you know, has the strongest qualities and she puts in her article and brings the snacks. <laughs> so, she's like, if we use egg wisdom, whether it be in our work life, whatever it is that we're trying to manifest or call in, essentially what our egg wisdom is telling us is that when we step out in confidence and say, I am visible, mm-hmm. things flock to us. Our opportunities come to us and we get to pick like these things that you want, they can come to you, but you have to open yourself up to going. I am so-and-so I am Kate. (laughs) And so, yeah, when it comes to partners, when you think of ovulation, this is our body's way of wanting to get pregnant and wanting to create a life. So we go out there and we want men to seek us. We want to be seen. We want to be touched. We want to be won over. Hmm. In the case of a dog, we want the dog to love us. So yeah, no, definitely. And that would play into the whole attachment thing too. So interesting. Women's bodies, women's cycles, hormones, neurochemicals. It's amazing how they fluctuate. And I think this is really me. This is me preaching again, but this is really where society has failed us in not teaching us that we are four different people. And those four different people have four different desires have four different objectives and have four different needs and they cycle every month (laughs) and we just have to keep meeting them with what it is versus trying to be the same person. So we try to force ourselves to be on our spring or our summer all the time, because that's more socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about even owning a dog is that if we're trying to still do everything like we were when we had the rising energy in our fall, we're more likely to lose our crap. If our shoe is chewed, we're more likely to feel overwhelmed or stressed. But if we're like, Hey, wait a minute, I'm feeling pretty low. I'm pretty tired. I'm taking it easy. I'm not going to go for a run today. I'll just take you for a walk. You know, asking somebody else to take it for a walk, whatever the case might be 
is that you have more capacity to still see the beauty in the chaos Mm -hmm. per se. Either way, good choice on buying Mr. Darcy. I'm so glad he's part of our clan. (laughs) (laughs) He is absolutely gorgeous. We're just in love. Totally. Oh, and I guess I would list, or I would just say to anyone who's listening to this episode is like, why are we talking about pets? Here's my two pieces of advice for you going forward with womb wisdom. When you think you may want to pet one, maybe sit with it for a cycle. <laughs> if you're like, I want a dog, maybe just see how that thought of wanting a dog feels in each phase. And I think this is the difference for you, Hilds, is that you wanted it. Like you were already a dog lover. You already knew what it took to invest into having a dog. You knew what you were going to sign up for. So when even jokingly, you're like, look at these puppies, we should get one. It was easy to sell you because you also knew what you were committing to. Yeah. This is and true. so see how it feels to be a pet owner, maybe borrow someone's dog <laughs> all in the winter. See if you still like it and then commit. My second piece of advice would be don't spontaneously buy in the spring unless if I've, of course, advocated for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just know that if you buy in the spring, like we said, you might have better attachment. You might be able to get into the routines early enough, but also know that you may have some rose-colored glasses on too of how amazing it is to own a pet. (laughs) So just saying. (laughs) And then my third piece of advice is you can just find a friend, convince them to buy a dog and borrow (laughs) that dog anytime you need it. And it's a (laughs) win-win. I feel like Darcy is like a mutual child for us. One that I will babysit and then one that I will give back. (laughs) Absolutely. But I, I love Mr. Darcy and I cannot wait to see him hopefully soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, and give him some big cuddles. My kids keep asking for Mr. Darcy to come back. So, oh, so no, he is, so he is huge, but you'll, you'll notice the size difference. He has doubled. So he started off being, um, about 10 pounds and now he's 20. Oh my gosh. He weighs both them more than both of my dogs, I think put together. <laughs> yeah, probably. I and he's it. only on the way up. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, for having a few laughs with me and for dissecting your purchase choices of getting the dog. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. For way too long as women, we have been guided to hate our menstrual cycle and to curse our hormones. We have lost the art of seeing the inner power of being cyclical. So, If this podcast is inspiring you and waking up a new curiosity of how your cycle can be your superpower, I invite you to check out the She Sisterhood. This is a monthly membership that will align you to your unique rhythm through aligned womb yoga practices, cycle coaching on how to weave your cycle wisdom into everyday life, and to be part of a community of women that are awakening to their inner power. Remember... Womb wisdom equals connection to self, which ultimately equals inspired living. And if you love this episode, don't forget to rate and review. I love seeing how this information is transforming your life.